Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. I won't let my active psoriatic arthritis joint symptoms define me. Emerge as you. Tremphia guselkumab is proven to significantly reduce joint pain, stiffness, and swelling in adults with active psoriatic arthritis. Some patients even reported less fatigue as assessed by survey one week prior. Results may vary. Tremphia is taken by injection six times a year after two starter doses at week zero and four. Serious allergic reactions may occur. Tremphia may increase your risk of infections and lower your ability to fight them. Before treatment, your doctor should check you for infections and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms of an infection including fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough. Tell your doctor if you had a vaccine or plan to. Emerge as you. Learn more about Tremphia, including important safety information, at tremphia.com or call 1-877-578-3527. See our ad in Food & Wine magazine. For patients prescribed Tremphia, cost support may be available. Wow, very impressive. The more you know. The more you know. That was an NBC thing, by the way. The more you know. You know, like, I feel like we should bring that back for this show. Just yeah, but just, but just really, do- Pete, work on that. Um, and by work on that, I mean send a note to Steven, because we know he does most of the work on the show. Just do me a favor. Um, yeah, send him a note. Like, what we should do is just, like, all the dumb crap we say, and then we just need to end it with, like, the, the you know, the, the peacock, uh, the, the NBC, you know, and, like, the star and the more you know. Just that logo. Fantasy Football Happy Hour with Matthew Berry. Served by Applebee's. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Happy Hour. That's right, four-man desk, because it's Wednesday. I'm Connor Rogers alongside the Popcorn Man, Jay Croucher, and Lawrence Jackson. Now we do it, Popcorn fellas. King. <laughs> popcorn. It's Wednesday. Let's not go too Wednesday is free popcorn day. It's my least favorite day of the week now. And they found the like old bags popcorn? for you. I would not. Thank yeah, you. they found the big bags. The movie theater bags for you. They had downsized uh, to the kitty size. Will you, be eat, will you be eating it the whole show? Or will you, oh, you know? Buddy. What do you think? Uh, like, you will you report? time it out like that on purpose? Blake will do a refill. I almost Blake, guarantee it. Blake yeah. got the refills yeah. on yeah. How long have you been here, Lawrence? What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess not long enough if I'm asking that question. I like the Breaking Bad t-shirt, though. One of, the be- cool, one of the best shows, man. One of the That's best right. shows. 100%. Make sure y'all go to Los Porios Hermanos. Great chicken there. Great, chicken great owner there as well. <laughs> yeah. but I'll first, say this. My boy Gus it Spring is, <laughs> might be playing quarterback for the Bears. He might be. It is, for my money, it is the second best television series in history. Okay, Only behind the Sopranos? Sopranos. I'm with you. Really? Yeah, Sopranos. Game of Thrones, if it wasn't for the last season, Game of Thrones might be there. But Game of Thrones would be third for me. For Breaking Bad, it's number two. Uh, with I have with two except there's the only reason why it's not number one for me, yeah, very quickly, two reasons, and I don't think either of these are controversial. Yeah, I like Skylar. Skylar's the most <laughs> annoying character. Uh, who you tell? Skylar yeah. is the most annoying, yeah. not intended to be annoying character yeah. of all time. Yeah, she's not great. Right? I mean, it's no, a very I mean, justifiable. Because there are take. some are, there are some characters yeah. like on Game of Thrones. 
like, you know, like Ramses. Like, some of them are supposed to be villains. You're supposed to hate them, right? Like, I don't think you're supposed to hate Skylar. But I think most of the audience hated Skylar. You, you were supposed to feel for her, but right. you was like, man, No, man, you're just giving, yeah, exactly. Come on. <laughs> Look, Walt's doing all this for the family. Yeah, what are you doing? Yeah. And the Fly episode. I hated the Fly episode. That drove me crazy. Because we was waiting for something. Which was supposed something. to be. It was, was some, that right. was the whole thing. And the yeah. whole point was it was supposed to drive you crazy. Yeah, but I, like, I, they that could have gotten rid of 20% of the Sopranos, and nothing really would have changed. There's a lot of fat on the Sopranos. Right. The Dream Sequence episodes. I, ah. I, I, I sort of get that. So I sort of get that. So and the, the Bears and the whole thing. I, I, I'm, I'm with you. But you know what? I don't know. Just where, What's your favorite TV series? I go with The Wire 1. I go Mad Men 2. Sopranos 3. Breaking Bad 4. Mm. Not highly controversial. No, it's quite, it's quite yeah. short. Throw them in no, a blender. You know what? The, wi- um, the wire, wire's up there, but it d- doesn't hold up, I think, as well 20 years later or whatever. You know, I think because okay. of the thing. And the other thing is, is that the least interesting character on the entire thing is McNulty. And, like, he's thro- he, like when, when the least interesting guy in your show is your lead... You know what I mean? Like they wisely wrote him out for I some parts. I know, I know, yeah, but, but like season two, yeah, yeah, I mean, like you got to admit, like, McNulty sucks. He's the point guard. He gets I know, McNulty else. sucks. Yeah, McNul- McNul- when you watch the wire, everyone agrees with me. McNulty sucks. Yeah, McNulty. All right, but, but yeah. <laughs> I like kicking off with some general <laughs> TV right, talk. Now, yeah. well, it's a Wednesday. What? Yeah, what do you? It's a Wednesday. We don't have a lot to do. Just kidding. Yes, we do. Let's eating popcorn. We have, of course, check on. I'm good. I have to do a lot of chatting today, so I'm going to pass on the popcorn. We're going to see who's eating good and if they can keep it going. Who's eating good? Headlined this by with the Matthew Berry and C.J. Stroud with a monster, monster weekend. But before we get to anything, including mm-hmm. Roto World Player news, how about Danielle Crannon drinking free? Our colleague yeah, yeah, yeah. Danielle, who is drinking free because she's getting married. She is getting married. Um, we love Danielle. We love her new family. Very excited for her. She's a big part of what we do here. One of the backbones uh, of the show. One of the backbones Indeed. of the show. Uh, she puts up with us. And more importantly, when all the NBC executives say, hey, what the hell's happening over there in the happy hour? Danielle's like, no, no, I got it. They're fine. Don't worry about it. Don't, don't watch the tape. It's, it's fine. It's fine. So Danielle, <laughs> Danielle provides a lot of cover for us yes. as well. Congratulations to Danielle, to Jay, and to Logan yes. as well. Yes. Yeah. There, we go. Danielle, there we go. I like sure. that. One of the most important people of this show because she was our Vegas chaperone. Yes. And being our chaperone in Vegas, you deserve the highest honor that NBC can give. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the... Honestly, I assumed that that was the, the Vegas trip was my last week at NBC, <laughs> yeah. and I think if it hadn't been for Danielle, it would have been. Yeah, you might not even. Oh, have she made also it home. kept us from drinking too many of them Dollaritas a couple <laughs> weeks back. Yes. So. Right, she didn't do that good job with me. I will never forget in Vegas after a night at Hakkasan, and yeah. Danielle and I are waiting with Connor at uh, the bottom of the escalator, yes. waiting for you to turn up for the Uber to take us to the set. Yes. And it's it's like minus one fifty that you're going to turn up, and right. then you come down, and then you're coming down the escalator, and then you have a little stumble, and then Danielle's just like, "Oh my god!" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the fact you were there, yeah. but, the morning was one. I mean, like we had to leave at seven a.m. Vegas time, and yeah. Hakkasan closes at what four? Yeah. So I mean, I don't know if it actually closes. Yeah, yeah maybe not. Kind of anyway, Strength from eventually. the club. Well, that's how right. you do we it. We need to have another Vegas trip. That was fun. <laughs> All right, right. let's jump into the Roto World Player News. And, of course, for all of your Roto World Player News, go to NBCSports.com. How about the Thursday night football injuries we're tracking? Justin Fields dealing with that thumb, although it's starting to lean like Justin Fields is going to play. We'll get into more of that in just a second here. Khalil Herbert uh, looking like he's going to be officially back from that ankle injury as he's been practicing. Cole Komet 
I know he lost his injury designation after not practicing on Monday. And then you have DJ Chark and LaVisca Chenault, two receiving options for the Panthers, dealing with injuries of their own. But back to Justin Fields, we got to hear from offensive coordinator Luke Getze on his status and on how the offense would differ, or if it would at all, if they moved to Fields. Yeah, I mean, I think that'll that'll just come down to Justin, the training staff, coach, and Ryan figuring out where you know where they want to be and all that stuff. I think when you're in this moment, you're you're kind of out of that conversation from my perspective. Are you putting together game plans like concurrent game plans, one for agent fields? Like, how much variance is there in what you would do based on which guy plays quarterback? Yeah, I think uh, we talked about this last week. I think that's the cool part about how we have we put this thing together at the very beginning, where we felt like we kind of put it all out there for our guys and being able to take this thing in a few different directions, and the guys feel really comfortable in doing that. So I don't think from uh, everybody else's perspective in that room other than the two quarterbacks it's not gonna it's not gonna feel like it's a different game plan by any means if if one we go one direction or the other okay listen that's the most annoying if I was a Bears fan I would I mean listen Tyson Bajan great story great story easy kid to root for yeah right And he's played well. Like, he's, he's, he's exceeded expectations. The fact that he's on an NFL roster is exceeding expectations. We the love T-Bag. We're a T-Bag show. We are a T-Bag show. We are pro-T-Bag yeah. here on the happy hour. Make no mistake about it. We like Tyson Bajan. But the idea that an undrafted rookie free agent quarterback is the same as the guy you traded a first to go up and get in Justin Fields, either that's a, a massive mismanagement of resources, once again, or... I just don't understand football at all. I mean, I understand that it's been inconsistent for Justin Fields, but like, and Tyson Bajan, because you're sort of like, come on, you can do it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you're watching the games like that, and it's sort of like, he's not terrible. Right. But what? What? What was that? It was great. It, that, that's like some, some coach speak type right. stuff. I guess you got to try to, I, I think he's doing his best to try to like be respectful to, you know, the all the players involved. But, and like you said, no. Ty, Tyson Bajant, he did all right, like for, for all things considered. But just a couple of weeks before he went in the game, we had Justin Fields throwing for four touchdowns in consecutive weeks. So, yeah, I, I don't know. It, it sounds like a whole bunch of mumbo jumbo but, to me. By the way, but I had such a huge issue with the coach speak of that because not for nothing, like I get, oh, you don't want to like insult Tyson Bajant? All due respect, Tyson Bajant, you're the backup quarterback who is an undrafted free agent. This guy is your franchise. Justin Fields at the moment is the face of your franchise. Yeah, if you're kissing somebody's ass, it's going to be Justin Fields. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, build up that guy who, by the way, Justin Fields has the ability because we, we saw it against Washington. We've, we've seen it at various points in his NFL career. It's been inconsistent, but we've seen it at various points of his NFL career where Justin Fields has the ability to be like, guys, on my back, we're winning this game. And whether he's running 70 yards or whatever, I mean, like, he was brilliant against my commanders. I mean, again, not hard to do, but still, like, we saw him, to Lawrence's point, the last couple of weeks. I, that, I, that's, that answer drove me crazy just watching that. That was the first time I saw it. Like, that's mind-blowing to me. I think Justin Fields starts on Thursday night, by the way. Yeah, there Justin Fields, he's the <laughs> yeah. franchise for eight more games, and then right. it'll be uh, Caleb Williams or Drake May, I suspect. But I think Fields will play on Thursday as well. The line on DraftKings has been moving towards the Bears. They're now four-point favorites. Tyson Bajan's not going to be a four-point favorite against Carolina. Uh, for he going to be the franchise for eight more games? Uh, what if the Bears don't have the top pick? Well, you got two cracks at it. Right. Well, Carolina's uh, you, got, well. you got the Giants. 
Yeah. Uh, you got the Cardinals. I think the Cardinals might be okay the rest of the I think they will, too. Who else is out there? Two Kyler's wins. Kyler's job now. <laughs> Kyler's like, I'm going to win this. Broncos. Patriots. Uh, Patriots is a they, sneaky one. They weren't a team that you thought was going to kind of be here. You didn't think they'd be 7-2, and two, but not 2-7 and seven either. They, so. Between the Bears and the Panthers, I think one of those. So you don't, think, it, you don't think Justin Fields could, like, no matter how he played, he gone? Uh, not necessarily, but I would say suspect if they're in a position where they can draft Caleb Williams or Drake May, then that's their guy, and you move on from Fields at that, that point. But, yeah. Connor, you'd be more of an authority on this. No, I, I agree. That regime hasn't drafted a quarterback yet, and that regime is dangerously close to being on the hot seat at best. So they, I think, will take their own crack and restart the timeline. That's There's some political aspects of that in the NFL, but there's yeah, also some yeah. talent aspects. That, no, I get it's that. a great quarterback class. Yeah, it so. is, but I, yeah. There will be a lot of suitors for Justin Fields. Sure. And it doesn't mean Fields' career is over. It's far no. from that. What would he get, Connor? I think, get, I think he would get a conditional package of day two picks that okay. could play up. Yep. It'll okay. be based all on, you know, you'll have one pick this year. That could be a third. Yep. But then the second rounder of next year can play its way up to a first if he has a great season. Things like that. You might do with that. With young quarterbacks. Commanders fans. It doesn't happen for Sam Hill. So I might do that. Something Giants along the lines of that. Giants might do that. Yeah. Yeah, Giants are in trouble. Giants, yeah. <laughs> Listen, one note, though, on Thursday Night Football that is very important, especially for the success of Justin Fields. Brian Burns has a concussion. He is not expected to play. So keep that in mind if you are Should debating be, playing yeah, Fields. Yeah. If he's, Should, that's, that's a clean looks good for the Bears. For fields. I, yes. I'm, a, I'm as a borderline top play, top ten play this week. I mean, again, like, and he'll be a he'll be a QB one for me against Carolina. It's his first game back. I get it. But, you know, listen, and Panthers have played better defensively recently, but I feel like that's more about – Team's inefficiency and sort of playing down. Like, again, the, the rushing of fields. In a week in which Jalen Hurts and Patrick Holmes and Tua Tungavailoa are out this week, you know, I think it'd be hard. I'd be hard to press to be like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm not starting Justin Fields mm-hmm. when he's back. And like you said, we expect him to be back. Some other news and notes around the league. Will Levis will start against the Bucks. The Will Levis era is underway in Tennessee. A new era over in Los Angeles for the Rams. Carson Wentz is expected to sign with the team. I guess the Brett Rippon experiment did not last very long in the Rams' eyes for now. Over in Dallas, a return story. Martavis Bryant with the Cowboys. Martavis Bryant has not played in almost half a decade at this point. James Conner designated to return from IR. So some big news for those of you that have been understandably holding on to James Conner if you get him back. Go ahead. Anything chime in on those? No, I was, I was going to say a couple of things. So, Will Levis is not only the um, starter this week. He started the rest yeah, of the season. That era the, is the, underway. Yeah, the, the quote uh, from Brabel, quote, I think there's clearly something there. We want to be able to continue to work with him and progress and develop and win, and that's how you get better. So, Will Levis, this is the right move for them. You know, it's probably not their season. And so, see what you have in the kid. Ryan Tannehill will be the backup when he's back fully healthy. Much respect to Tannehill, who had a great career in Tennessee, and I think he still has some football left. Oh, yeah. He'll have a job next year somewhere else, would be my expectation. But this is the right move for Tennessee, so um, hats off to both uh, Tannehill. And I'm excited for Will Levis, who, you know, I'm a fan of. It's worth noting, by the way, Traylon Burks is in the concussion protocol. 
He's not expected to play this week, at least as we sit here today. Yeah, not sure why they didn't try Tannehill. I guess they just wanted him. Maybe to it's because he wasn't healthy and they couldn't. Yeah, some money yeah. reasons too. Yeah, I yeah. guess so. But it's a little weird that Tannehill is just going to be sitting I there agree. not doing much because he could help a lot of teams. Carson well, Wentz as well. Jets. Yeah, get up the Jets. Another <laughs> guy who could help I, the Jets. I, I, Carson I heard Wentz. you have a little chuckle when you read off Carson Wentz. Was that the most funny thing you saw on that screen there? Because uh, there was another guy. Right. I, <laughs> He ain't played no NFL ball in what? It's five qu- years. But that the crazy- was our craziest graphic of the season, by yeah. the way. The, yeah, Carson, it is. the Carson Wentz, uh, Martavis Bryant blender <laughs> graphic. I mean, so two things, very quickly on Martavis Bryant. Like, why not? Like, again, yeah. he's only like what? What did you say? He's twenty six or something like that. It's he's like got to be older than that. But no, he's, he's young. That's he's thirty one. No, he is not. Thirty one. Yeah. He hasn't played in the NFL Bryant's since 2018. He's I understand. 31. He's 31? Yeah. Oh, I yeah. thought he was young. There was uh, <laughs> I, I, I a – I cannot remember the name of this XFL player, but he tweeted something when Martavis Bryant got signed, and he basically was, like, pissed off. He was like, here go the politics. Then he put their stats up, mm. and he his stats blew uh, Bryant out, out the water. And you just spoke about politics could play into things, and that's – that's probably a good example. I, Martavis Bryant had 14 receptions last season in the XFL, but, you know, I guess, you know, if at some point you played in the NFL. Name recognition. Yeah, a certain team needs a possible I mean, deep ball threat. Let's be clear. They, and Dallas has done this before. They did it with Alden Smith a yeah. couple years ago, and he had been out for five years as well. So no shock that Dallas is the team that done it. Mar- uh, Martavis Bryant is a great name. Like just, uh, you know, it's just you know, just just as names go. Yeah. That I'm too. Just, you I'm go just, dropping popcorn. I'm I, I am a little bit. It's, it's good to know when you're washed up. You have a home in Dallas with the Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you'd be doing there, but they'll bring you in. Yeah. Oh, uh, Barry hasn't been on TV in five years. But might be next year. Here he next is. Week. Wheel now. Might be yeah. next week. <laughs> uh, welcome <laughs> to the Cowboys pregame show. I'm Matthew Barry. <laughs> That'd be great. Dallas Cowboy Radio. How about them Cowboys? Oh man. All right. So. Again, James Conner was a top 20 fantasy running back before he went down. I think this is exciting news uh, for the Cardinals. We're going to talk about that game a little bit later uh, in the show here. But you see the quote here from uh, Darren Urban, who covers the team, has done it for years. The Arizona Cardinals designate running back James Conner to return from IR, opening his practice window. It's possible the Cardinals will have both Conner and Kyler Murray back in this offense Sunday against Lawrence Jackson's Falcons. I put in the Lawrence Jackson piece. Uh, Darren did not mean? tweet well, that. Well, he forgot it's, that. It's, yeah, Lawrence it's Jackson's Cardinals because I'm taking the Cardinals money line. I like that bet. <laughs> Hired it up. We'll get to that in a second. Yes. The other thing about Carson Wentz, I'll just say anyway, it, hopefully Connor comes back, and I think if he comes back, he's immediately a top 20 play. You're excited about that. And my, my guess is that, that he will come back and play this week because um, this is right in the timeline. The one last thing I want to say about Carson Wentz. Carson well, Wentz isn't good. Uh, stop it. Um, I was anti. I didn't like that move when the commanders <laughs> go back and watch my t- my tweet. He kept on saying he's a professional quarterback. He is, but that that's what I'm about to try to say again. Yeah. He is a professional quarterback, and for fantasy purposes, um, this feels more about depth. You know that just they, they felt like Carson Wentz was an upgrade over Brett Rippon, which I agree with. Mm-hmm. You know I don't know if, if Probably, this yeah. means that Stafford's injury <laughs> yeah. is, is worse than we feared. They're on a bye this week, so we have time. But I think if Stafford's injury is worse than we fear this is good news that Carson Wentz comes in he's got two weeks to get up to speed on this offense and look Carson Wentz you don't want Carson Wentz as an NFL quarterback because he's he's bad in the locker room like none of his teammates like him like he but 
Uh, and he's a turnover machine, a whole thing. But, but he is a – Jay, he is – Jay's just looking at me. You know, get a shot of Jay. Look at what Jay – Jay's sitting here, like, give me, like, you know. Like, he was holding it really well. <laughs> Jay's, like, giving me, like, eyes yeah. that are like, really? Yeah. Really? Really? Carlson went bad no, man. No, <laughs> all I'm saying is, for us in the world of fantasy football, yeah. what do we care about? Can somebody get the ball to Cooper Cup? Can you get the ball to Cooper, uh, Puka Nakua? Maybe t- Tyler Higby? And can they keep the offense efficient enough so that the running game has somewhere to go, whether That's it's right. Daryl Henderson or Kyron Williams, maybe he p- comes back after the bye. And my argument is that Carson Wentz can do all those things, that he's a professional quarterback. There will be some head-scratching turnovers. He's not going to be beloved in the locker room. He's probably not going to be invited to breakfast with <laughs> Cooper Cup and Matthew Stafford and Puka Nakua. Mm. But Cooper Cup, a nice guy. He might invite him. First time. Yeah, First time. And then, then he'll see how he is. He like, hey, couple, guys, where's breakfast? A couple <laughs> bottle <laughs> bottle <laughs> bottle <laughs> bottle <laughs> Leave him on red. Uh, but I do think that Carson Wentz is an upgrade over Brett Rippon. And I do think he, again, he has supported fantasy-relevant wide receivers throughout his career, Carson Wentz. And he was actually good in fantasy at points for the Commanders last year. He was at the beginning of the year because they were throwing a ton. He was decent on the Colts the year before. Yeah. I don't understand why he's not on our team, Connor, the New York Jets. Uh, uh, I think that'd be a playoff team. With Considering Carson how well Joe Douglas knows him, I think that says more about Carson Wentz. <laughs> yeah, that might be right. But. Again, I'm just that is the word on him. It's just like he's just not a great guy. He's just he's not a great locker room guy. He's not a great leader of men, which is what you want from the quarterback position. But for us in the world of fantasy football, that's Sean McVay's problem. Like if he's yeah. out there, I think I think you feel better about your shares of Puka Nakua and Cooper Cup today than you did yesterday before the signing. I agree. I'll just leave it at that. Let's move over to who's eaten good served by Applebee's. Applebee's is doing their part to honor those who have served our country on Veterans Day. So for the 16th straight year, all veterans and active duty military can enjoy a free meal this Saturday at your nearest Applebee's. Choose from multiple popular entrees, including a chicken tender platter or a six-ounce top sirloin. And add to the over 11 million meals Applebee's has contributed. So... Well done, Applebee's, by the way. Well done. Who's eating good? Who? I salute that. That's, I mean, that's great. I mean, just, I don't think there's ever, you can't do too much. You can't over-support our veterans, our military, by the way, also their families, their loved sure. ones, past and present. There is, you cannot do that too much. So, much love to Applebee's. Appreciate that, you know, for, I did not serve, but I had many family members who did. And, you know, anyway, I appreciate that from, uh, from Applebee's. That's very cool. Um, May I suggest the riblets and the dollaritas? <laughs> Surprised you pass on the chicken tender platter. I think they made that for you in the ad read. Well, I, my point is, is that like if everyone else eats the riblets, more chicken tenders for me. Ah, scheming. <laughs> Duh, scheming. Like I'm playing chess while you're playing checkers that's, over here. Connor. That's kind of the na- how the show goes. Just, yeah, I'm always one step behind. I'm just saying. All right. Oh, boy. Who better to start with, Lawrence, on who's eating good than C.J. Stroud right now? And after a weekend where he comes away with almost 42 fantasy points, Stroud has been an absolute monster, especially at home for a rookie quarterback this season. Uh, and for Barry, he comes in as QB6 this week. Do you agree that Stroud can stay hot and be a QB1? Yeah, I got him at quarterback five, actually. And we, we all liked them last week in the matchup versus Tampa. I don't know if we liked them this much. When you put up numbers like this, it doesn't matter who you play. The numbers uh, are the numbers. That shot him up to uh, quarterback three on a season on a points-per-game basis. It's his first game with 20 fantasy points since week four. And the two games before that, he didn't even throw the ball 30 times. So I think now they're just going to get back to that volume passing offense. Not a great running team. Now you go up against the Bengals, who've been the 31st best 
or the second to least best uh, passing defense since week six. So they could definitely they could definitely do something there. So I like them to eat good versus the Bengals. I like him to eat good going forward. By far, obviously, he's uh, he's got the he's in the seat for rookie of the year. And if he beats the Bengals, if they win this game, right? Texans go to five and four. The Bengals will have four losses as well, right? So, are do, do like do we start talking about a rookie quarterback for MVP? If you go on the road to Cincinnati, beat Joe Burrow and them who've been hot, and you come away with the win, if they win. It's going to be because C.J. Stroud was a dog again. So, do we talk about that if they get that W? I don't think he's going to win MVP over guys like Mahomes and Lamar. But I think he could absolutely get on the ballot. Just in the conversation. Yeah, no, absolutely. He could be a top five MVP candidate by year's end. And the thing with Stroud, and it's been this way all season, when you give him a clean pocket, he is as good as anyone. And with Tunsil back, with Titus Howard back, they have more just weapons on the offensive line. They're keeping him cleaner. When he goes up against teams that don't have a pass rush, he just eviscerates them. Now, the Bengals have Trey Hendrickson and Sam Hubbard. They have a decent pass rush. But I think Stroud should still have success. And he's just a lock. You just have to start him every single week now. Right. He, he comes in at uh, QB6 for me this week as well. And I think I don't think anyone drafted C.J. Stroud to be their starting quarterback in fantasy this year. Now, right. maybe... You know, maybe you've been using him because you lost Kirk Cousins, you know, what have it. But chances are you have another viable quarterback on your team. And what I'm telling you here, and I've been saying this a while, for C.J. Stroud, do I think 470 and five touchdowns every week? Of course I don't. But do I think he's a viable QB1 the rest of the way? Absolutely. To your point, uh, Lawrence, they can't run the ball. And their defense, while it's shown improvements, it's still teams can move the ball against them. So they're having to throw to keep up in games. And it's clearly that they are willing to be aggressive, especially given the fact of how well Stroud has played, how well Nico Collins and Tank Dell and Noah Brown and Dalton Schultz have all come together. Yeah, like, right. they, like, they have weapons. So, I mean, based on the success, you expect this to keep coming. Like, I will say this. When he's played at home this year, he's averaging 24.8 fantasy points per game. Three of his next four are at home. He's got the tough game on the road at Cincinnati. But to your point, like, the Bengals are 24th against the pass over the last month. So it's not as scary a, a matchup as you might think on paper. Three of the next four opponents are Arizona, Jacksonville, and Denver. Those are the three home games after this Bengals game. They're all bottom 10 in terms of most fantasy points allowed to opposing quarterback. So C.J. Stroud is somebody who uh, should not only uh, remain a top 10 fantasy quarterback, but gives you some flexibility if you're lack, if you don't have a tight end, if you need help at running back, if you're looking for another two wide receiver – I would have no problem trading a Lamar Jackson, a Josh Allen, a Justin Herbert, a, a, you know, one of these elite guys, a Mahomes. I would have no problem trading one of those guys and just rolling with C.J. Stroud as my quarterback the rest of the way. Because you get more for those bigger name guys. Correct. Right? Yes. And, I, and I'm just, I think he is a... I think he is a top 10 fantasy quarterback the rest of the way. I'm in that exact situation. That's why I just mentioned, said something about it. Yeah, I actually have Lamar and C.J. Stroud. C.J. Stroud was sitting nicely on that bench while my boy Lamar didn't get me no touchdowns. But, you know, maybe I'll consider that. C.J. Stroud's been better than Lamar the last couple of weeks. I mean, you know, and I get it because Stroud was QB 15 over the the previous three games coming into that game against, uh, against Tampa Bay. But still, like, Lamar has been a much better real-life NFL quarterback yeah, recently no than he has been 
a fantasy quarterback, think, uh, and he's the bigger name. You'll get more in the trade yes, market right. for Jackson than you will Stroud. Yeah, I might also go the other way too. Where I think Lamar's about to explode statistically because they don't have an easy game the rest exactly. of the season. They have the hardest schedule in yeah. football, and he's going to have to uh, start doing yeah. Lamar stuff uh, the rest of the year. I think so. Yeah. I think that he's going to explode, and someone who might have Lamar as their quarterback is like. Is this guy just going to be playing in blowouts and putting up 180 passing yards and no <laughs> yeah. touchdowns? Like, that's not going to happen. By the way, I'm, yeah. in, I'm in the middle. I'm doing Matthew stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't think those, that, those thoughts are inconsistent with the other ones. Yeah. What we're saying is if yeah, you have CJ Stroud and somebody else. You'll get more regardless. Yeah. Yep. You'll get more with a, um, with a bigger-name quarterback than you will Stroud. And we're saying Stroud is in that level of being a viable QB1 the rest of the way. And I also I don't mind the idea of trying to buy low on Lamar Jackson yep. for sure. We've had a similar conversation on this show recently about our next one in Rashad White, who comes in as a top 15 running back for Barry this week. White, Jay, has simply been an extremely effective receiving back, and that's set his floor when you combine the volume week in and week out. Connor, you know Rashad White doesn't have a single rush this season of over 16 yards. He's had 112 carries, and not one has gone for more than 16 yards. So when I look at things that are unsustainable in terms of rushing production, I look at what Justin Fields did last year, where he just kept on ripping off 70-yard touchdown runs for fun. That's not sustainable. What Rashad White is doing, I think, is sustainable because it's just sheer volume, and it's work in the passing game. So I think Rashad White is here to stay. I think that the fact that he had this massive game while averaging 3.7 yards per carry is very symbolic. And look, he's not going to be super exciting. It's going to be ugly. But he's just had so many receptions uh, and gets that work that he's just going to provide value. Just to give some stats that uh, echo exactly what you're saying in terms of volume, 80% of the snaps through the last four games in terms of the passing game involvement, at least four receptions and 45 receiving yards in all three of his previous games as well, where he's been the seventh best running back in fantasy. Last three weeks, he's the seventh best running back in fantasy. I'm at running back 13 this week. You don't love the matchup with Tennessee. Titans have played really good defense. But again, those short passes, that cheap Alvin Kamara-type stuff that just keeps you afloat is in play for Rashad White. Yeah, and here's the thing, Lawrence, too, is that so he's been targeted 34 times in the passing game. He has 33 receptions. These are not complicated routes that might, oh, he might just drop a few. No, they're just all dump-offs. They're all yeah. dump-offs, and so he catches every single one of them, basically. Yeah, and if you, again, like I said, volume is key. His season high for uh, for rushing yards is only 73. Um, you, you don't love that for any starting running back, but he had a season-high 24 touches in this matchup in Week 9 versus Houston so you have to kind of just like picture like hey what if he doesn't score a touchdown or he doesn't score two touchdowns well you could kind of lean on well hell he's gonna give me five receptions and maybe one of them he'll break one he'll break away like he did versus Houston which he it'll be harder to do versus Tennessee who they face next and San Francisco but you know, just trust the volume like we do with Tony Pollard. And the key is, if he gets five reception dump-offs for one yard apiece, that's just as good as a Derrick Henry 50-yard rush. They all count the yeah. same. And and so in PPR, he's, he's a monster. Exactly. Yeah. Our final one here, Matthew Jahan Dotson, who slow start to the season, mm. but Washington throws the ball at an insane rate. And over the last couple of weeks, the volume has returned for Dotson. He has. The concern here on Dotson is that the volume has returned because Curtis Samuel's been out, right? He didn't play in Week 9. Played under 20% of the snaps in week eight before he left with an injury. And in those games, he's gotten 14 slot targets, which is where Samuel lines up a lot. So he's basically taking a lot of the volume that Curtis Samuel's had. Curtis Samuel might be back this week, and so that's the concern. The positives here is that while he's gotten more work over the last three games, eight targets at least in each of the last three games where he's averaging 17 fantasy points per game, um, he's produced. 
he's mm-hmm. he's been producing, right? He, he, he's getting targets and he's producing. As we said, he's averaging 17 points. My only concern, though, is uh, is two things. What if Curtis Samuel comes back this week? And also, you don't love the matchup with Seattle since week four. Seahawks allow the fourth fewest fantasy points to opposing wide receiver. It's a really strong secondary there. That said, their defense is so bad and they can't run the ball. Right. So they have to keep throwing. I mean, I feel like the easiest bet in, in betting Jay over the last month has just been the over on whatever Sam Howell's passing attempts are. 100%. And by virtue of that as well, the over on Terry McLaurin and Jahan Dotson's receiving yards because I think a really key thing here is that it seemed like in the Philly game, the commanders made a conscious decision. It was like, all right, we're using our tight ends more. We're just getting more protection for Sam Howell. And we're using these two guys on the outside. And there's such a concentration to those two wide receivers uh, that I think that Jahan Dotson, who was looking pretty dicey for at the start of the year, I think he's back as a guy who's, who's going to give you 60, 65 yards and a chance of a touchdown each week. The only concern is Curtis Samuel and does yeah. Eric Bieniemy go, hey, you know. Yeah, Curtis Samuel, like, he – Three of his last four games, he had at least seven targets, right? So there, there is some worry, but he hasn't had games like the last two that Jahan Dotson has provided. And going back to their passive value, Sam Howell's thrown it 41 times in five of the last six games. The last three games, he's averaging 46 attempts. So I think you can welcome back Curtis Samuel in open arms. I don't know if – I don't think they'll ever have a game again where it's eight dudes getting five receptions. I, don't, I, I think it's crazy after seeing what Dotson has done the past two weeks. Hopefully to your point that, you know, Eric Bannibay says, okay, yeah, we're done with the Byron Pringle, Jamison Crowder. <laughs> yeah, the like, they, 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 they was yeah. eating good for right, a week. Exactly. First round yeah, was a first-round pick. Pringle's back in the box, please. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> There we go, Jay. Look yeah, at Jay. Look at Jay. A little giggle from Blake in the background. Yeah, backwards. you know, when you mention Pringles, it makes me hungry. Okay. That's a wrap on who was eating good, served by Applebee's. Obviously, these guys think that good things ahead still for C.J. Stroud, Rashad White. And we'll keep an eye on Jahan Dotson with more Curtis Samuel in the future. The appetizer for fantasy football pregame on Sunday morning at 11 a.m. with Matthew J. Lawrence and Michael Smith is Big Ten Saturday night. Watch number one Ohio State continue their quest for a college football playoff berth when they host Michigan State at the Horseshoe. Coverage begins at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on NBC and Peacock. We're taking uh, our uh, Ohio State's favored by four touchdowns. I don't think that's enough. <laughs> by the way, I think my favorite team in college football is whoever's playing Michigan State. That's Let's fair. go, Buckeyes. There we go. We're Let's taking our first them. break. When we're back, of Make course, them cry a little start, sit with keep it open or close it out. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. I won't let my active psoriatic arthritis joint symptoms define me. Emerge as you. Tremphia guselkumab is proven to significantly reduce joint pain, stiffness, and swelling in adults with active psoriatic arthritis. Some patients even reported less fatigue as assessed by survey one week prior. Results may vary. Tremphia is taken by injection six times a year after two starter doses at week zero and four. Serious allergic reactions may occur. Tremphia may increase your risk of infections and lower your ability to fight them. Before treatment, your doctor should check you for infections and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms of infection. 
infection including fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough. Tell your doctor if you had a vaccine or plan to. Emerge as you. Learn more about Tremphia, including important safety information, at tremphia.com or call 1-877-578-3527. See our ad in Food & Wine magazine. For patients prescribed Tremphia, cost support may be available. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Obviously, I want to be better, you know, for this team, for this organization. Um, just taking care of the ball in some crucial parts of the games. Um, you know, that's, that's the NFL, man. It comes down to it. You're not going to just blow teams out every week. It's you take care of the ball and you got to play good team, team uh, football. And, um, you know, that's where I'm at with that. But in terms of, yeah, you have three losses. And as a quarterback, you take a lot. I take that on myself um, where I could be better for this team and helping us win. To have a loss like that, um, you know, it hurts. You know, now we have to wait 14 days to play our next game for our next shot, our next opportunity. And it, and it hurts. We have a bad taste in our mouth. Um, but at the same time, it's like, man, we got, this is going to be a good time for us to do some reflection. And, um, I think all of us are really hungry for, you know, the second half and this, in this stretch, um, that's about to go down. So, um, we'll be ready for it. Car of a little st- uh, start or sit. And that was Brock Purdy talking about the upcoming matchup out of the bye week against Jacksonville. So we will mm-hmm. start right there with Brock Purdy. I mean, the question right now here. Barry, after three straight games with one or fewer touchdown passes, is Purdy still still a startable quarterback for you? He is, and you know what I'm going to do, Jay. Uh, what's your name, Connor? <laughs> I was going to say James because James Connor or the yeah, Connor. Sure. Whatever you got to talk through. I missed the pre-show it. meeting yep. where we introduced ourselves. Um, <laughs> Connor, I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to keep it open. Yeah. That's the premise of the segment. Connor forgot to mention that. I, I intro, name, I intro it every single time while you're on your phone. Yeah, every not. single week you're on your phone, I intro yeah. the segment. But you know what you should do? What you should know, I do? What should you do? You should go. I, like, I, I don't know. Well, you should, you I should, honestly don't know what else I could like, do. You should like tap me and get me out of my phone. No. I'm dealing with stuff behind the scenes. I got, I'm moving and shaking. But one out of I'm every 20, you bring some injury news to the table. So out of that one out of 20, I have to let it go because you might be like a fantasy life app. Justin Fields is playing Thursday night. Now you just said it, you will have to. He don't have to say it now because you are. Right, right. exactly. I'm keeping it open. Here's the thing on Brock Purdy. I'll give you some. I'll give you some stats here. First <laughs> up, expects that we, we expect out of the box. The two things that we're missing prior to no Trent Williams, no Debo Samuel. Both guys should be back, right? I mean, Trent Williams very important, obviously, for that offensive line. I think he's still the best left tackle in football. Debo getting back that will help as well. It's a decent matchup against the Jags, who allow the third most passing yards per game, six most fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks as well. They have a good defense, but it's not like an impenetrable defense as well. And so, yeah, for me, Brock Purdy he comes in at QB 11 for me. I'm going to trust in the system. I'm going to trust that they took the bye week to get everything right. I'm a believer in Kyle Shanahan. Give me Brock Purdy's a top 12 play today, uh, or this week, I should say. I'm keeping it open, Connor Rogers. Lawrence, where does Purdy come into your You rankings? should be trusting the system. I got him at quarterback 14. That's still borderline quarterback one. I'm keeping it open. In a 14-team league, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And in a 16-team league, <laughs> yes, too. And, and in a 20-team league. And in a 20-team league. league. Jacksonville yeah, yeah, yeah. has allowed – smiling somewhere. <laughs> Jacksonville has allowed uh, – a 300-yard passer in three of their last four games. Some of those quarterbacks, Derek Carr, Gardner Minshew, 
and Josh Allen did that, of course. So you see what Brock Purdy was able to do against the Bengals. He threw for 365 there. He just had the interceptions with it. He takes away those interceptions this week against the uh, Jags. We keeping it open. I think the snaky thing with Brock Purdy as well is he went and carried the ball six times for 57 yards against the Bengals. And he had this run the week prior against the Vikings where he ran it for 17 on the outside. And it was like this flashbulb moment. It was like, is Brock Purdy really fast? And it felt like Kyle Shanahan kind of leaned into that uh, against the Bengals. And so I think that adds another dimension as well, the fact that he can tuck it and run. But the main thing is, is that he was playing like an MVP candidate against the Vikings. Then he gets concussed on the QB sneak and he throws two picks. He's playing amazingly against the Bengals. Then his head hits the turf. He reaches for his head, a really bad hit. Then he throws two picks. So, I don't know. Maybe just concussions are really bad. And he shouldn't be playing football with a concussion. And he came back up to six days of the concussion against the Vikings. So, I think Brock Purdy will be fine. Uh, and I think he'll be back to a, a startable quarterback. Our next one here in James Cook, who we've talked a lot, of, uh, a lot about on this show lately. Not even because Leonard Fournette was signed to the practice squad, but just for... James Cook's usage, Jay, and his production going downhill as well. Barry has him as RB21 this week because he does have the Broncos. Yeah, it's a favorable matchup against the Broncos. Now, all the Broncos' stats are skewed because they gave up, what, eight touchdowns to Devin Chan and Raheem Mostert and a million yards, but they have turned the corner a little bit. Yep. Still, James Cook, he's the number one running back for now unthreatened by Latavius Murray and Leonard Fournette in a Josh Allen offense, an offense that is still elite and I think the fact that they only scored 18 against the Bengals like Dalton Kincaid fumbled they had more points there for them this is a top five offense in the NFL and James Cook is still its number one running back so for me I'd be keeping an open on James Cook Barry single digit fantasy points in four of his past five games can you see some kind of rebound here not really like again I'm a QB I'm a running back 21 so I think he's a flex play this week when you think about the guys that are on by or they're banged up and he's gonna get 12 to 14 touches on a very good offense so he's a flex play. But I will tell you that I'm in it. Ideally, you're using a wide receiver in your flex, assuming you're playing PPR or half PPR. Like, I'll just tell you, like, in one league, I'm in a 12-team, half, half PPR league with all my college buddies, and my top three running backs in that league are Ken Walker, Aaron Jones, and James Cook. It's a keeper league. And uh, I'm, I'm starting Jones and Walker this week, and I'm using a wide receiver at my flex pl- spot because – I don't want to deal with James Cook, who's played under 60% of the snaps in three of the last four games. He has only 33% of the Bills' touches inside the 10-yard line this entire season. And you mentioned, Jay, I think you bring up a great point about how all the metrics on the Denver defense are completely skewed by that crazy 70-point Miami game. Last four weeks, the Broncos are top 12 in terms of fewest fantasy points allowed to opposing running backs. So I, they've actually played better. They shut down Isaiah Pacheco like they played better. They're coming out of the bye as well. So Cook, again, to your point, uh, Connor, about, you know, the single-digit fantasy points and for the past five, yeah, I, I'm closing it out on him. But I get it if you use him as a flex. Again, I haven't ranked as a flex play, but I'm ideally looking elsewhere if I can and not using him this week. Lawrence, yeah. do you think we're inching closer to Leonard Fournette factoring into this backfield? 100%. And it's because, you know, James Cook isn't having these blow-up games. He hasn't had 15 carries in a game since week three, and he's not getting that type of receiving usage like a Rashad White or an Ivan Kamara. If he got that, you could get by. Um, I'm going to close it out this week for that reason. You guys mentioned that Denver's defensive rushing uh, stats are kind of messed up by the Dolphins going off of them. Not only they they shut down Pacheco twice within three yes, weeks. That's correct. They, 
they stopped Green Bay, you know, from, mm-hmm. from running the ball on them. And I just think, uh, you know, the Denver team as a whole is just playing uh, better. So I'm, I'm going to keep it closed this week because, yeah, in part because Leonard Fournette, he coming. I just, right. Like, when he's not scoring touchdowns, he's not catching passes, you're just sort of like, what? What do you do here? What do you do there? You're hoping for a big play. Maybe it's a stupid comment, but Connor is just not that fast. Like, he just doesn't seem super explosive. He's always been quicker than fast. He doesn't seem to break these big explosive runs. It's always just grinding out five, six-yard carries when it goes well. And they're not an overly effective running team. It's just not their DNA. Never has been when Josh Allen left. (laughs) Don't understand. That's why they brought in Leonard Fournette. And they have a good (laughs) O-line this year. Yeah, Yeah, it's weird. But you know what? I mean, it used to be just sort of Stephon Diggs and then Josh Allen do something crazy. But now we've seen some Jabe Davis. Obviously, we've seen Dalton Kincaid emerge. They now have more weapons. They don't need to rely on him. So it's been a tough couple of weeks for the Cook brothers. Lawrence, we talked a lot about with Jahan Dotson how often the commanders throw. But for Brian Robinson, as much as that's caused his volume to go down, he has scored in two of his last three weeks. Is this one that you can keep open? No, I'm still going to close it out. Uh, he's touchdown or bust, and it's crazy to think that he could score a touchdown, and there's a possibility he still may not get you double-digit fantasy points. Uh, in week nine, it was the first time he had more than 10 carries since week four. Seattle is allowing the third most fantasy points to running backs over the past three weeks. But again, I think this is going to turn into a situation where commanders are doing what they do, throw the ball. I'm closing it out. He scored last, to your point, Lawrence, he scored last week against the Patriots, right? He got a touchdown. And he ended the week with 12.7 fantasy points. He was running back 22. Even with a touchdown, he was outside the top 20. And that was against New England, a game in which Washington not only won, but was in the game the entire way. It wasn't like they had some crazy comeback that was all th- – I mean, they did throw a ton, but, like, they were never being blown out by the Patriots. Now they go to Seattle, which prior to last week, the Seahawks were averaging the 3.1 yards per carry to running backs. Just a bad day at the office for the Seahawks on the road to Baltimore. But now Seattle's back home in, in, uh, in Washington State. And so, I don't know, the problem with Rob- Robinson is – they're not using him in the pass game. We saw some flashes at that beginning of the year, but mm-hmm. but that's evaporated. It's been more Antonio Gibson in the passing game, and they are throwing a ton. They actually lead the NFL in pass rate this season. Uh, over 70% of the time, they're throwing the ball. So Robinson, who has under 15 touches in six of the past seven to me, I'm closing it out. I have it running back 27. He needs a touchdown to even be viable because without a touchdown, he's averaging 8.4 fantasy points per game. I love the kid, as you know. He's one of my favorite players in the NFL. It's an unbelievable story, but just the way this offense is going in this matchup on the road at Seattle, it's hard for me to trust him in fantasy this week. Our next one, Jay, Chuba Hubbard. Listen, he's got 37 touches in his past two games, but Chicago's defense that has been good against running backs in fantasy, they also add in Montez Sweat to the fold right now. This is a tough short week for Chuba Hubbard. Yeah, closing it out on Chuba Hubbard. I don't know how this has happened, but the Bears have the single most efficient run defense in the NFL and the second least efficient pass defense. So if ever there was a pass funnel team, and look, Bryce Young's probably not going to drop back to throw 50 times, but maybe he should. And so I think that with Hubbard, the fact that I don't think they're going to be able to run the ball, the fact that Miles Sanders is getting back involved, Matthew's man Raheem Blackshear even got a carry against Indianapolis. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I'm closing it out on Shuba Hubbard. No running backs ran for more than 35 yards or scored a rushing touchdown in three straight games against the uh, against the Bears. And those running backs was Alvin Kamara, Austin Eckler, and Josh Jacobs. All much better players at this point than Chuba Hubbard. I'm closing it out. I'll also close it out here. You know, one concern is these short weeks. 
this is anecdotal, but you saw my... Getting through the pop. No, we don't. Yeah, you know, it's Pushing through. I thought Lawrence had one more sentence in him, so I was going to, you know, I mistimed that. I did it on purpose. Very down. I knew you were gasping. You were smart. Here's what I'll say. Uh, I feel like this is more anecdotal than anything, but just on those short weeks after a big, you know, Hubbard got a decent workload last weekend for the Carolina Panthers. You saw Miles Sanders get more involved than he was the week before. And so in, on a short week after a big workload, I feel like you see Miles Sanders more involved this week than he was last week just because Hubbard got so much work. And, again, it's just such a quick turnaround for running back specifically as well. I mean, so, he's, had, he's had 37 touches the past two weeks. Yeah, certainly we saw that. When, I remember when the Niners played the Giants on Thursday night. It's like, oh, welcome in, Elijah Mitchell. Christian McCaffrey, you can, you know, play yeah. 70% or whatever, and then Mitchell gets some carries. Right. Jay, our next one in Hollywood Brown, under eight fantasy points in three of his last four games, but we know the story here is that he's got his guy back in Kyler Murray. Yep, he'll be the number one receiving option for Kyler Murray, who is an elite fantasy quarterback, and they will be throwing... Falcons also have a really good rushing defense too. So, I mean, Josh Dobbs was able to attack them through the air, not knowing any of his teammates' names or uh, any of the plays. So I suspect that Kyler Murray will be able to take advantage of Marquise Brown. So I'm keeping it open there. Nice matchup with the Falcons as well as over the last four weeks, Atlanta allowing the six most fantasy points to opposing wide receivers. I think they move them around enough to avoid A.J. Terrell as well. And to your point about just getting a ton of looks, 40% target share last week. He's got an almost 30% target share for the season. He's got a 28% target share on the year. Just to give you some comparisons, Amon Ross St. Brown, 28% target share. Adam Thielen, 28% target share. Like, that's the kind of volume Marquise Brown has seen this entire year in that offense, and now he's finally got, you know, a superstar quarterback throwing him the ball. So, yeah, I'm keeping it open on Hollywood Brown. He's going to make my love list and others receiving votes when that comes out later this week. And it's worth noting, by the way, as we talked about at the top of the show, James Conner, we're hoping he gets back as well. Prior to the injury, he was averaging almost 14 fantasy points per game, basically 17 touches a game. An effective run game will help open up things for Kyler Murray in that passing offense as well. For George Pickens, only three reception in his past two games, and Lawrence really since Deontay Johnson has been back. Kenny Pickett also has had his struggles of his own. George Pickens' production has fallen off in this offense. I'm, I'm going to close this one out as well. Pickens, uh, Deontay Johnson's back, and he's not just back. He's consistent. Had games of 79, 85, and 90 receiving yards. Furthermore, the Packers' defense is only allowed six receiving touchdowns this year to wideouts. And I just don't see, you know, this Pittsburgh offense is the type of offense where, oh, yeah, we going out there and starting two receivers for, for fantasy. You want to start the receiver and the one that they manufacture targets for, and that's Deontay Johnson. Yeah, Jay, it just seems like it's an offense that can only maintain one productive fantasy receiver right now. Yeah, particularly when I don't think Tomlin wants to overexpose Kenny Pickett and they will run the ball if there is a game script to be able to do that. And Deontay Johnson, he's clearly asserted that he is the guy in this offense. I've closed it out as well. He's my wide receiver, 34. Also a tough matchup. Packers, six fewest fantasy points allowed to opposing wide receivers this year. Back to Thursday night football, Matthew. DJ Moore against the Panthers, of course. DJ Moore, three straight games under 60 receiving yards, but you probably have to roll with the level of talent he has, and maybe the return Justin Fields helps. Yeah, look, we talked about this earlier in the show. Again, certainly DraftKings, given the line, we expect DraftKings expects Justin Fields to play. We expect Justin Fields to play. We'll find out if that's official, but assuming Justin Fields, who I have ranked this week as a top-10 fantasy quarterback, assuming Justin Fields is starting on Thursday night for Chicago, I'm keeping it open on DJ Moore. 
I have him at wide receiver 25. Look, whether it's Justin Fields or Tyson Bajan, he's had a 24% target share, at least six targets in seven out of the nine games so far this year for DJ Moore. So revenge game for DJ Moore against the Carolina Panthers. You know he wants to show up mm-hmm. and show out, show his former team, hey, this is what it looks like when I get into the end zone. I know you never threw it to me when I was in the end zone when I was here, but this is what it looks like. So, uh, yeah, give me DJ Moore. He, I'm keeping it open on DJ. Wide receiver 46 since losing Justin Fields. He mm. was wide receiver four with Justin Fields. So, with the expectation that Justin Fields will be back, we will uh, keep it open. Yes, on DJ Moore. Big game coming if Justin Fields is back. To recap, keep it open, close it out with Barry's rankings involved here. Brock Purdy comes in as QB 11. That was an open. James Cook, RB 21. That's a close. Brian Robinson, RB 27. As we talked about, very touchdown dependent, and that might not be enough. That's a close. Chuba Hubbard, a close at RB 30. Hollywood Brown, the return of Kyler Murray. Keep that one open. Wide receiver 22. George Pickens, the production has fallen off a cliff recently. That's a close at wide receiver 34. And with the return of Justin Fields, DJ Moore stays open as wide receiver 25. With that, we will take our last break. When we're back, it's last call. We got a little early line alert. Some of the sides and totals that have caught our eye going into week 10. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. I won't let my active psoriatic arthritis joint symptoms define me. Emerge as you. Tremphia guselkumab is proven to significantly reduce joint pain, stiffness, and swelling in adults with active psoriatic arthritis. Some patients even reported less fatigue as assessed by survey one week prior. Results may vary. Tremphia is taken by injection six times a year after two starter doses at week zero and four. Serious allergic reactions may occur. Tremphia may increase your risk of infections and lower your ability to fight them. Before treatment, your doctor should check you for infections and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms of an infection including fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough. Tell your doctor if you had a vaccine or plan to. Emerge as you. Learn more about Tremphia, including important safety information, at tremphia.com or call 1-877-578-3527. See our ad in Food & Wine magazine. For patients prescribed Tremphia, cost support may be available. For 25 years, nothing has tasted better after a hard day's work than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. It's because since day one, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. We use three kinds of lemons, all hand-picked from family farms, then blended to perfection in cold press to create the epic hard lemonade you know and love. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. On DraftKings Sportsbook this season, new customers can bet $5 and pocket $200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, all customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Download the app and use the promo code BERRY when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. How about a little early line alert as we sit in and check out the sides and totals on this Wednesday? Jay, what's caught your eye? 
So, what's caught my eye, Connor, is the Pittsburgh Steelers. I have a controversial take. I think the Steelers might be good the rest of the season. They've not been good to this point. They've been outgained in every single game, but they are 5-3 and three through the magic of Mike Tomlin. Sneaky little stat. Since week three, Kenny Pickett is the 11th-ranked quarterback by PFF grade. I don't think he's that good, but he's been better than the first two weeks where he was a complete disaster. He's only, t- he's only thrown one interception since uh, week three. So I think he's getting better. Mika Fitzpatrick might be back. Yeah. Cam Haywood back. Uh, Deontay Johnson being integrated into the offense. And I just think that they're more than three points better than a Packers team that just has no hope on offense at the moment. Broderick Jones has helped their offense yeah. a lot. Joey it's a big Porter, Joey Porter has asserted himself as yeah, Good rookie one. class yeah. for the Steelers. I don't think Kenny Pickett's the 11th best quarterback. Thank you. I'm, like, but I, like, I'm just saying. Yeah, I was that, it was so, just that part. So Everything else sounds good. Everyone, like, I think PFF, they're really smart and they do a lot of good work. But every once in a while, I'll hear a grade from them. I'm like, I think what? What, it, what it speaks to is he's not making mistakes yeah. as much. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's what really kills the grade. Lawrence, what are you looking at? Uh, I'm looking at the. Uh, I'm, I'm looking at taking a Cardinals money line here. Falcons minus one and a half. They've been right. favorite their last two games. Lost both of them. Cardinals getting back both Kyler Murray and Jace Conner. I think the Falcons' good defense is just starting to become – a narrative at this point with how they played recently. Lawrence Moneyline Jackson. Yeah, Lawrence Moneyline Jackson. I got two for you. First off, how about the Cowboys as 16.5-point favorites against the Giants? I think that's too small. Cowboys have scored 30 points in every home game this season. They have a 26-point average margin of victory at home so far this year. Giants have scored 10 points or fewer in four straight games. Brian Dable came out and said Tommy DeVito's starting again. Like, I don't know. I, the Cowboys' offense is playing really well, and their defense has been elite all season. I don't know how the Giants move the ball or how they stop Dallas. 16 and a half feels way too low for me. Feels like 34 to 6. Yes! It feels like a butt kicking here. You got one? I do have one. I'm looking at the Niners coming out of the bye week. They are favored by now three points against Jacksonville. This team's going to be rested. They're going to be healthy. Shanahan's 3 and 3 out of the bye, but I think this is a little different with a healthy Brock Purdy, healthy offensive line. Season on the line for San Francisco. It's a big game. Statement win for the Niners. It's closing time. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Congratulations to Danielle from Jay, Lawrence, Connor, myself. We'll see you tomorrow. Peace out. I won't let my active psoriatic arthritis joint symptoms define me. Emerge as you. Tremphia guselkumab is proven to significantly reduce joint pain, stiffness, and swelling in adults with active psoriatic arthritis. Some patients even reported less fatigue as assessed by survey one week prior. Results may vary. Tremphia is taken by injection six times a year after two starter doses at week zero and four. Serious allergic reactions may occur. Tremphia may increase your risk of infections and lower your ability to fight them. Before treatment, your doctor should check you for infections and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms of an infection, including fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough. Tell your doctor if you had a vaccine or plan to. Emerge as you. Learn more about Tremphia, including important safety information, at tremphia.com or call 1-877-578-3527. See our ad in Food & Wine magazine. For patients prescribed Tremphia, cost support may be available. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.